Mr. Grow It from the Stack Podcast. What's up, everybody? Before we get into the episode, I'd like to announce that we have t-shirts and other merch located on our website. We have the classic premium t-shirt with the From the Stash logo. Definitely a popular choice. Then we also have a limited drop. Two designs made specifically for our Las Vegas trip this month. Visit fromthestash.com slash merch or click the link in the YouTube description section below. This episode is brought to you by AC Infinity, leaders in garden innovation. From tents to controllers, AC Infinity can take your garden to the next level. The inline fans lead the pack with the ability to control all aspects of the equipment, along with the clip-on oscillating fan that changed the game, which all can be controlled with the Controller 69. Whether you're looking for individual pieces for your current grow, or you're trying to set up something completely new with one of their grow kits, AC Infinity has you covered from top to bottom. Use discount code THESTASH15 at checkout to save some money on your order. I call it Dank Plasma now. Changed the name on my own. Uh, that's so your yeah. phenotype He's I'm mine. a firm believer in renaming phen- phenotypes I hate numbers on this shit I hate that oh yeah totally I hate when yeah, it's like number it a... 47 number, it's like that shit died in the 80s with the Halloween series we need we need new we need new you know Halloween 1 Halloween that's, 2 Halloween 9 Halloween. that's Bob there's Harry there's Larry yeah. we'll think <laughs> no it, it needs like, to be <laughs> Bob Rod Ron Todd you know what I mean like, you get a <laughs> Yeah, dude, like the, the thing is, is there's some cultivars that do that, like uh, some people for certain cultivars. Again, that white truffle, that's uh, gorilla butter. It's a cut of gorilla butter. I right. think if I'm not mistaken, um, runts is a gelato cut originally, I think. Might be incorrect. Mm-hmm. There. I think it's a cut and it's turned into, you know, genetics like that happens a lot. People will go buy <laughs> gorilla glue number four seeds, which always right. throws me for a loop. But <laughs> it's it's kind of where the the industry's going. There's a company in Muskegon, um, Michigan. Shout out to them; they're doing their thing. No sponsor, no affiliation. Uh, pricey fucking bud. We, me, Trey, Wink went out to a botanical company yesterday in Lansing. Shout out Franklin Fields and Matt Mooney, the crew there. This shit won the gassiest. Which I talked about that on CLTV. I fucking hate when people use gassiest for loud or terpiest or dankest, but the gassiest uh, weed at the Zolympics. and it's very great storage like they they store it great it was felt like it was you know cured properly it was pulled in fucking arch so the fact that it was so fresh and quality was good but again there's nothing that's better that I, I've, I've had so much better outdoor weed not outdoor homegrown weed versus this shit like for 50 dollars a fucking eighth i can't bring myself to do it and i i get when you're small and when you you are craft grow and your expenses are there but i'm seeing from top to bottom it's pretty damn cheap what these guys, their expenses are in terms of the cost for the pound. And to see the hype around shit like this is frustrating, man. I'm not, not a big fan, but it's decent smoke. I've always say. said, I've always said, man, if it's, if it costs you more, and I'll give you a big margin here, big, big margin. If it's costing you more than $5 a gram to make it on your own, you're doing it wrong, man. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. I don't care how much overhead you have. I don't care what you... Yeah, I was going to say cents, okay? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say cents. It's costing you more than a dollar a gram. You're doing it wrong, man. You're doing it wrong. So there is no justification for the price. Well, like, one thing I wish in the term of runs, you know, like, the, I've had a lot of variety of runs, and... Some people have like the actual runs and it should be called like original runs or real runs or like call it something a little different because now when I see a runs, I'm like, meh, 
Same with the gelato, man, because so many people I feel like have the wrong cut or it's not even what it is. It's mislabeled. So it's like call something that you know is what it is, what it is. I know when I smoke white truffle, every time I've had white truffle, it's been white truffle because it's a cut. You know what I'm saying? Like people who are getting it, you know what it is when you smoke it because it's a cut that somebody paid for and got and it's gone around its, its way all the way from Oklahoma to Michigan. So if people start to label things properly, I think we'll get the right genetics more versus all the variables with phenotypes, you know, there's too many varieties, especially once you start growing differently. We've got a company in Michigan called Rare who grows with aeroponics. All their shit has a little bit of a tinge to it, a little, little flavor that's a little, I don't know what the fuck it is, a little weird. but Similar? Like it's got that, like it's similar? Yeah, it all has the same flavor, like just a back-end uh, flavor to it. Just to be a Debbie Downer here, man, I honestly believe that we've already kind of diversified cannabis molecular makeup an, a, a lot now are we done no i don't think so i don't think so but have we have we finished isolating or at least no not isolating have we finished ah, i don't want to be so i don't want to be just so closed-minded when it kind of we done everything we can with cannabis no no i don't want to say that because like who is the guy that said after the microwave was invented that everything that's been invented has been invented <laughs> you know what i mean Right. Yeah. Right. So it's, so it's like, I'm not saying that we've done everything, but it's like, I'm still looking for that weed that stands out all on its own, all by itself, like in a, in a category all by itself. You know, we've had some standalones where it's like, okay, it has the tur it has this, these flavonoids, these flavonoids, flavonoids that are very similar or, or not so similar to other strains, but then yet the high is the same. You know, you still feel it behind the eyes. You still feel it as like maybe a lethargic, maybe a narcotic high. But where's the new one? You know, where's where's the new one? Where's the one that's going to make you? I don't know. You ever heard think of think a little more outside the box? THCV? No, I, I maybe. Well, this is going to be the new trend for uh, soccer moms, I think, and it's it's going to threaten <laughs> cartridges a lot. Allegedly, it suppresses hunger, so you'll like it'll <laughs> add to your entourage effect, but it'll help suppress hunger a little bit. So, oh God, yeah, uh, there's a I, lot of shit. <laughs> Well, dude, in Indiana and in Texas, I believe, they're working on this gene man manipulation technology that'll increase THC up to like 20 or 40% higher than what it already is, right? There's in, uh, in Israel, they're working on a, a virus, a controlled virus, kind of covid -y, that they can infect the plant with. So it'll, again, it'll increase the overall cannabinoids. So like there's, there's some sus science out there that's going on right now, but it's more about Where's the natural evolution of the plant? And nothing's natural when it comes to gene manipulation, when we're breeding and, and taking all these uh, non-natural sources of cannabis, these hybrids, and crossing them more and more. I think there's going to be an accidental discovery versus a calculated one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, like, Holy yeah. shit. Whoa. I, I think it's going to get even crazier than that, where they're going to take DNA from other plants and bring it over to cannabis, Ooh. right? CRISPR. Like peyote? Right? That's that's a thing. Uh, you know, you could take a plant that glows in the dark, for example, grab that DNA, bring it over to cannabis, right? Nobody's done that yet, at least as far as I know. But <laughs> you can do that. You can actually bring DNA from some. Now, there's totally controversy, right? There's so many people that are like, no way, it shouldn't be done. That's not natural, blah, blah, blah. And then there's people who think it's for the good that want to the advance science. with it. Yeah. So I actually released a Garden Talk podcast episode recently talking about CRISPR a little bit with uh, Cartier crops and uh, man, the, the comment section, there were some people that were like, that should not be done. Like there's totally against it. 
So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I, I think it's just an inevitable, you know, people are going to start there's, doing it regardless of what other people think, you know, well, and there's going to be, we don't control that shit. Like in, in terms of, it'll just be in the market, like the remediated shit. How many people know about remediated weed? How many people know about CRC fucking rosin? You know what I'm saying? Like, rosin fucking extracts how many people know about the shit that they're buying and they don't realize because there's no law in place or or restrictions in place so they have to say that if somebody remediates their weed before they send it out for testing there's no mark on it it's just what it is we just saw some shit yesterday it was 50 bucks for a fucking ounce and it seems sus it's probably pgr shit was funky it wasn't grown by the place we went to they even said they're like nah none of our shit's that like you know we just bought it but 50 bucks for an dude i think that's what the future of cannabis is i think that's what the future of medicine is i think you know it's like we almost we almost there was a there was a time a course in time and we can actually pinpoint and in my opinion where medicine was so vast and so encompassing and it included everything and then all of a sudden because of laws and misconceptions and perceptions and racism if you will uh we decided to we, we decided to take a category out of the medicinal pot a lot of categories in fact you can you get cannabis uh, cocaine whether it's the cocoa plant or cocaine lsd uh you know there's a there's a number of forms of medicine if you will that that has not been explored since the 1930s and it's like it was at you know it was at that time where we quit using all of the colors that were available to us you know we started to get we didn't use the greens we didn't use the whites, <laughs> um, we, and we we decide, you know what? We can still we can still craft a picture of what it takes to to make medicine for mankind, but we didn't include some very fundamental colors, you know. And I feel like now, now in twenty twenty two, we are exploring a little more with with these colors, with cannabis and and these other medicines, and we're starting to see that. Well, wait a second, cannabis does offer a lot of medicinal properties. But if you include that with, say, some healing properties of aloe, and I don't know, maybe maybe a moisturizing or or maybe like a topical um, um, property of aloe, and you grew that in a plant, well, sh now you have a super medicine. I I'm just going down a, a trail here. So it's like m maybe there's something to that. Maybe there maybe cannabis standalone is a miracle. But once we introduce it with something, we have, you know. This new thing, this new yeah, that great that could be the evolution, where it's not necessarily the recreation, and it's not side. pharmaceutical. Yeah, you know, we're growing yeah. this in our backyard. You know, is it still good? Is it bad? Who knows? I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but I love to think it like I am. Well, like if you think about it, you know, like again, I always refer back to it was a fucking great talk. We got to get him on the show, Todd McCormick. Shout out to the OG. Um, he discussed how a lot of genetics are so different than what they were once upon a time. There were bred for gorilla growing. They were bred for short seasons. They were bred for avoiding, you know, getting busted. So think about like a cultivar like GMO, never have smoked that shit unless we were legally allowed to grow. Who would have a 13 week cultivar that they would grow? You know what I'm saying? Like people are doing short, short cycles. Most commercial grows are doing that. And that's how back then when it's gorilla grow and, and cash cropping, same thing. So now as we're advancing, you may find a 15-week or some crazy fucker who gives you these properties that are really psychoactive and all of a sudden you have a psychedelic effect because that THC is modified in, in a certain way and, and all these different chemical compounds and the cannabinoids can mature more because of that. I think, I mean, it's all hypothetical. It's all bro science, but... Oh, what a journey to go. 
Yeah, you know, what, 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 we don't know. We we, what we were given a short stick, a short end of the stick, because while we did things underground, what was once there was suppressed because of business or because of laws or because of things that were out of our control. So now we're picking up the pieces. People are breeding and figuring out the new properties in cannabis and how terpenes affect everything and how the flavonoids and the entourage affect and really seeing the advancement in the science that of shit that's already there, like shit that's probably been there for a thousand years. We're just Could starting you imagine to figure out how to use it. On LSD, man. You know what I mean? Could you imagine just injecting LSD into the weed? Or getting some psilocybin like, properties in terms of like you really... Because think about in terms of PTSD and things that they use yeah, for medicinal purposes. Yeah, yeah. So if you were able to really have that or to have an edible grow... And yet mushrooms is infused, so bad. Like to, to, to have a plant that grows with like an edible THC and CBD and like, you know what I'm saying? Hybridizing a cannabis plant with yeah. melons. And using getting the best out of it, you know. I was, yeah, I was like, like rudely interrupted. It's like man. mushrooms taste horrible. So could you imagine if you could just smoke it in your weed? Yeah. Hmm? Now I know you can drink it in your tea, but that's no fun. No. Or Two birds, baby. Two birds, okay. one stone. And that's where I think that the science, the evolution of where the plant's going to go is. It comes to a lot of us because this is what I said about the commercial grow is. Last year, I was telling Trey, I wouldn't even entertain the idea of even wanting to go check out commercial grows being part of one any of this shit now i see like they need us they need us the scientists need us they need some of us who are a little more scientific they need a doctor grow it to go into their lab and say oh here's how you do it here's how you do it this way and they're like okay well we here we have the tools and this is how we would it's like that's great but cannabis is different than this you know the kids in the background add just great you love that sentiment to that to that point yeah medical yeah, they rival you for the mic there it's good they're taking it they're taking <laughs> it. i'm gonna go it. shut this fucking game off i'll be back in a <laughs> <laughs> they got a new batman game they got a new <laughs> batman game so trying to figure out how to play it now i like going down these I, I like going down this kind of philosophical realm of you know where would we be where are we gonna go because you know, I don't believe I don't believe what we're doing with cannabis is over. You know, I just feel like if you just think about genetics in general, you know, how long have we really been trying to genetically modify cannabis? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be conservative, or no, let's exaggerate. Let's say since the '60s, and I don't think we've been really doing it since the '60s. You might have had one or two people that were you know doing something back then, but nobody was really exploiting the genetics in the '60s. But let's say they were. You know, that's well, let's now do math, which I'm not very good at. So to now, that's that's 90 years? Is it? No, 90 since the 60s. Uh, that's 40, 50, that's 60 years since, right? Yeah, 60 years since the 60s. God damn. Yeah. Really, point, point. <laughs> 62. Uh, that's, that's only 60 years of genetic modification, you know? How much can you really get done in 60 years? I don't, I would argue not much, you know? You can get well, like, look at done. light technology, dude. Like, look at what from, especially going into commercial grows. We went to shout out Root Weaver here in Michigan. Went over to their place last year, late last year. So maybe it was early this year. I don't know. A lot of their shit was traditional green looking, but it was good weed. No question. Fire. Now they've changed up to some LEDs and their light spectrum's a little different. And the same cultivars are very colorful, purplish looking, green, all sorts of hues. And it seems like a lot of the stuff it's just been technology advancements. Now you've got Samsung diodes and lights. Now you've got Philips fucking CMHs. You've got companies who are way ahead of the game or doing stuff that we need to use, but they don't know shit about cannabis. So again, if we merge and partner with some of these, he's not partner, but if we, we get some of this technology from Influence. these brands, 
yeah, and influence what they're doing, it only benefits us and the consumer. 100%. I think that that's probably going to be the quickest advancement is going to be the technology implementation to the plant itself versus the plant science uh, advancement. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Yep. They'll manipulate yep. I, it via technology in that sense. External to see technology. the fact that there's only, like, when you name big names in the industry, it's like, sure, you can name someone we all know, like the AC Infinities, the Gorillas, the like, industries, if you will. And, but it's like, no, no one says Philips. Nobody says Samsung. You know what I mean? Imagine the day that we start to introduce these, these names to the industry. Think about, and then some people are like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to inject mainstream or commercial names or brands into our industry. It's ours. Don't think of it like that. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. Uh, because what we should be doing is taking advantage of the resources, the, the manpower, the budgets that these companies have and, and use them to our advantage, man. That's, that's what you should be doing. Um, because to think that we shouldn't be including them is just foolish. Why should we struggle to reinvent the wheel when we can use the wheel to start from, you know, yeah. most things There's, aren't, aren't new. It's just kind of been, been rehashed or modified, you know? So it's like, I think people will see, we've already got a lot of the shit there. We just going to implement it in our field. Yeah. This whole conversation is reminding me of uh, back in 2019. You guys remember this when they first discovered that can cannabinoids can be created using yeast. Remember that? Oh, I'm going to say, yeah, we keep up on this information all the time. Uh, no, <laughs> I have no idea. 2019 no researchers found that. And, uh, you know, THC, I'm looking at an article right now, THC, CBD. Um, there's a whole bunch of THCV. CBDV. So, like, these are not mm. really found much on the actual plant, but um, yeah, there's a way to actually use yeast to produce cannabinoids. And that was a controversy back when that first came out, I remember. So, we lost him. Is he started. He started there science. There we I go. Thought, okay, I go thought they Start again. Me. Lost me? Yeah. 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 Grow cannabinoids, cannabinoids from cannabinoids. yeast, and, and, then it, and then it went out. And then it cut out from there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And then I read Yeasty Boys since then. It was a paragraph, at least. Go yeah. ahead from the top. But yeah, uh, I mean, just Google it: cannabinoids using yeast, and you'll see that there are studies out there. Back in 2019 is when they found out about this, and so CBGA, THCA, OA, GPP, THCV, CBDV. So like, it's just, it, it blows my mind that there are other ways beyond just the you know cannabis plant other ways that we can get cannabinoids like that and i know back then when it first when this first juice came came out a lot of controversy behind it a lot of people like this shouldn't be done this way this isn't natural so on and so forth i'm wondering if companies to this day if they're using this process in order to produce cannabinoids and maybe put them in edibles or, or whatever you know no but, law uh, against it I'm like you're eating bread edibles playboy you got them bread carts <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny yeah i yeah i, I had no i had no idea it, it, that's awesome i wouldn't doubt that 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 we're coming up with gmo genetically modified organic trichomes uh so weird. oh cannabinoids it's not really cannabinoids, the sorry right? yes yeah. that's what i meant to say so it's like, it, you, I, I can see it as the future, man. So let's take all the best qualities from our white widows and our green cracks and, our, and we just inject it 
Into yeah, because imagine you, know? you don't even need to go to the plant, right? No, you don't even need no, to go you to have yeast. You have cannabinoids. You can do a much right on a dish. process. They'll think it's illegal either, technically, Petri right? dish. Hmm? How would that work? So the chemicals are illegal, though, technically, right? So yeast. if you were in a state that's... <laughs> no, but <laughs> what you would make from it, you know what I'm saying? Just like meth. The cannabinoids are technically illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in, some, in some states. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Technically. It's not even the plant. Yeah. But this this would definitely like uh, my boy Cody saying there, mystic. It's it makes sense because you could put that in beer. That would be how these infused beers are there. These infused drinks and certain things like that. You know, like a weed ale or it's just it's weird to me. It's fucking weird. But it's it's something that again it shows the advancements of the cannabinoid and where people are finding that this is obviously already there and there's ways that we can we can get this and use this properly. And then for those of us stoners who don't want breadweed. We're able to grow stuff that can can fit what we're looking for right now already as it is. Like part of me is like, why push further? You know what I'm saying? And so why that Moss has breadweed on Mars. That is true. Because you, know I mean? <laughs> you don't need because guys, because think about it. We on top buds, we reported a story. We broke a story. No, I didn't. We reported a story that uh you can now science will allow us to grow plants without photosynthesis or without we, sorry, correction. Without light, you we can, without, thank you. Without yeah. light, you can get photosynthesis. So if that's the case, well, then I'm sure this, this breadweed, bread bud, no bread is, bud. This is an advancement, man. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. And no pun intended, fully intended. That's weird, though. I mm. think with, with, I wish there was more advancement instead of in THC and things like that. There was a lot of focus on terpenes and how to make terpenes more uh, make terpenes great thing. again yeah make terpenes great again you know and flavonoids like <laughs> it should be important that's, because like next why that's a, that is it should be i just don't understand why people don't focus so much on that even when you go into dispensaries you see a lot of people don't even know shit about it they don't know anything you know and the ones who do they don't really know how to guide you in that because they don't know all the weed there as where if there was a shelf just like you would with beer and you've got, you know, your maracine, you got your linenol, you've got all the things you're looking for in particular, which also have an example of what the the terpene properties are. Then somebody could shop properly and then they know what they're looking for. Then even for seeds, when you go get those, every bit of everything that we're doing will be based on the right layer qualification versus you go get the shit that's 29 to 35 percent THC that does nothing for you, but make you feel lethargic. And the stuff that's 19 percent, which is on the bottom shelf, which you avoid, is the one you needed, you know? It's weird right. how the the industry hasn't found that yet, but again, they're following a bad blueprint. So I think if science would fucking show, which it it shows, but and that's where we need to be accepting of science. We need to be accepting of mainstream companies and 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 ma not main mainstream isn't the word I'm looking for. Just established, you know, yeah. uh, established companies and and the well known names because they're the ones that have already done it, you know, and you know. As you know, thinking as somebody who might be like diagnosed with with some form of cancer, and they require a medication that has a number of different properties, whether it's whether it's your terpene profile, like you just labeled, you know, it's like okay, I need a little bit of the 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 uh, lemonine, I need a little limine, I need some lyrosol, what, uh, you know, I, I I need a little, I need I need more of this, less of this. I need more of these, and then the and then the pharmacist says, "Okay, I, I can actually have that for you ready in 
you know, I don't know how fast yeast weed would be able to be formulated, <laughs> but it's like, you know, I, I would assume it's like any, maybe it'd be like any, you, you just create it, you grind it up in your little mortar. So got and a quarter you, ounce you, coming out of the oven in about 45 minutes. Come on yeah, in. you should be good. I'll get you your stretch out okay. the oven. Yeah, for now I've got <laughs> this, right? You know, like I, I could see that happening, you know? Well, like even these guys, people talk, you know, like, oh man, you know, Michigan, at least they put the terpenes on there. It's like, they really hey. don't. They, they just say the percentage, you know? Right. I don't really give a fuck about the percentage because especially the one that has the highest percentage, according to them, is the lowest flavor in my opinion. But well, that's just my opinion. I think that when the... It, it starts at the top and works its way down. Most of us consumers who know about terpenes don't go to dispensaries. You know what I'm saying? If we do, we're getting something else, not so worried about flour. But the ones who are going there, they're going literally based on THC. That's the determining factor. We talked with a, a, a cool guy from a company, we'll just say, I'm not going to throw shit out there. But he was saying he had some super, super tasty pre-rolls, like ones that he thought were going to change the game. But his colleagues and everybody said, it's not going to be able to go, it's only 30% THC. What the fuck? Like, what's the world coming to when you've got something that's unbelievably enjoyable, affordable to put out, competes in the market, but the THC percentage puts you back? And, and a great example is like Trey was saying, nobody's buying Everclear to get lit. Like, I guess Wink may get Kamchatka and shit, but I've never looked on the back of a bottle of anything to see what the alcohol percentage is. Only when I was a little kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, real young. I was like, oh, what's the problem? Yeah. You now want flavor? You want it? Yeah. yeah, man. Like that's what people usually do. And and only in our space is the THC percentage the determining factor, but mainly it's by people who don't smoke weed. You know, that's the problem. They just dictate where the weed goes and how it goes. And it's like Yeah, it's still we're still owned by big money right Chad now. Bradway. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's the it's the Chads and Brads that don't smoke weed that are still cool running Chad the weed Brad. industry. You know, of course there's cool ones, but they're like not a cool the ones guy named running. Chad, a cool guy named Brad, not necessarily Chad's and Brad's per se, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like the Karen's sorry out there, Karen, but you get lumped into a def, a, a, I know. Uh, a, a title. Sorry. But uh, what do you guys think? You know, what do you guys think when it comes to terpene profile and what do you think about the future of weed? You know, are we, have we hit like that, that, that rock? Are we at the highest point we'll ever get? Do you think there'll be a better weed? You know, um, always interested to hear what you guys think in in any in any uh, facet of our conversation. Um, yeah, man. Because you know, I, I'm excited, man. I, I just even think, like you said, five years ago from today, you know, look at the advancement in LEDs, you know, Dude. and look what that's done. Even look us. at all the shit AC Infinities put out. I go into commercial grows. I'm like, damn, you need some AC Infinity shit in here, but that wasn't an option when they got that's started right. most times, you know, and and. The technology advancements, I think, are really cool for us as growers because home growers kind of get usually the first touch of it because it's too hard to do a whole entire commercial grow with you know, thousands of dollars worth of new equipment. So we kind of get the first run. And I think we dictate where the market's going to go eventually because as long as the black market's got dank, there's always competition according to the fucking commercial grows. So we're going to make them step it up. You got to step it when up. I can, range that's enjoyable. You know? when, when, when you can order... $90 ounces on the internet and it's considered quad a that's four a's ladies and gentlemen in Canada. and in Canada and I'm sure it happens in a state near you as well but you know what it is what it is but it's like if you can do that but yet go to the dispo and spend 200 to 300 dollars an ounce for triple a which is stems and sticks with no sticky icky it's like there's a problem 
there's a problem. Wrong people are running things. Yeah. It's just like that. And it's because we announced announced doesn't cost $90. I'll break it to you. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It doesn't, let alone $320. Okay. $90, reasonable. If you want to tell me that, okay, at $90 an ounce, I got to cover overhead. I got to pay rent. I got, I got taxes. I have got regulations to jump through. I have inspections I got to deal with. I've got, yeah, okay. $90 $90 an ounce. I'm seeing the return. You know, I'm, ge- I'm getting something for that quad A, you know. So that's, like, that's when I hop it, on. it depends, though, too, because, like, so I'm not going to throw the people out there, names or nothing, but going into enough of these commercial grows, we see things from their cost to what they purchase it in other places. So in dispensaries, we've gone to, and some are paying anywhere from 900 depending on the qualities you're low in, up to $3,000 for a bow. And any of you former uh, street people will say, you know, there's no margins on that shit. You can't, you know, there's nothing. So that's when they're charging these insane prices sometimes. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's not always the case, but a lot of times it's the case where their margins are fucked. They gave them a really bad deal. They're, they're paying $2,200 for shit that isn't really going to sell itself. That so sucks. they got to, yeah, and Three, it's, it's tough, man. Retail's 3000 a pound is so 2003, man. Like, I just, it's so, that's, that's, to think that that hasn't carried over everything else in the world. Like is is fluctuated based on market, but yet weed is still ridiculously priced for some weird reason, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the thing is, is even with the, the saturation, market, well, there's so much weed the, in piles. Well, it's like Canada weed, like you were saying, the fucking uh, nuked weed. You know, everybody's got their yeah. shit already essentially fried of anything good. So then the whole market is like, well, you get that shit, go ahead for fifty, or you get Don Perignon, the top shit that you know. The most exclusive stuff but the problem is the most exclusive shit is never that great it's always like yeah it's it's like my lower end like shit that i wouldn't keep around like meta no meta the fucking chill out og is better than any of the uh the shit that i got from michigan and michigan did a great job not knocking them not knocking them. i'm just saying and i was already telling chris i want to keep running them to find one that's a little better a little more terpy you know so like I really think that there's a fine balance between high quality product and game changing innovative stuff and just plain old good bud for a good price. There should be options for everybody, but the market, depending on where you live, isn't controlled by us quite yet. It is for other people who are spending their money, but we don't spend the money there so much. So they don't give a fuck. But me and Trey go in and straight tell it how it is. And these companies will get a little red faced and be like, oh. but then a couple of months later, they'll discontinue a cultivar. They won't work with a company. They won't, you know, get to the point where they want to deal with a brand that is shit because we're like, hey, man, it's cool right now. But if you want longevity, move on, get away from that. We know as good consumers and as good growers, we'll know what's best. A lot of these guys just don't know. It's not always malicious. They're just ignorant. They're ignorant. Yep. Did you already consume the chill out OG? You smoke it yet or what? Just a tidy little bit. I brought like a blood up to Kalkushka, and but I've got some here that I'm getting ready to do some shots of and finish up a couple of videos and then I'm going to smoke it, but it take these or boof it. Oh, but, Jesus. <laughs> the thing is, is this one is like so phenotype specific because I can tell like which exclusive where it's at. There's a phenotype that's going to be my exact, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Cause this was the same with the headbanger. The first one that I popped was close it had a little sharpness to it but it wasn't quite the dankness i was after you know what i'm saying the second one less of a yielder but whew, i still have her Six years later yeah you know? the the earthiness 
that comes yeah. from it is just it's it overpowers everything else. So if like if you're not into the earthiness at all, then it's it's not for I you. Like you know what I mean? But yeah, some people perfect. Bear, mm-hmm. a bear family can it says something that i really want to i want to touch on it says the more i listen slash learn the more i'm I'm just trying to find good breeders slash genetics bear family i bet you already have it's not that hard to find you know yes there's a lot of gimmicks there's a lot of frills there's a lot of all in your face but honestly the community is full of amazing breeders of amazing genetics and it's like you've probably already stumbled on them you know these are the zaza like the you know the the beast coasts you know these are the there's so many out there that are doing their thing and it's like you you have come across them you've already found them you know keep looking keep looking but it's not as hard as you think it's not as hard as you think well, and it's like, find what you like, too, because I've got buddies who absolutely love all things ethos. I've never had one that I'm into. They've all been fire, just not my particular terp, as where I've not had one from Boston Roots or Karma that I haven't liked. They've all had that funk of the little bit of the fuel that I'm after, the actual gas, not the bullshit gas, but the actual gas. Cool. Thank you, man. Thank I, you, River City <laughs> Growing, with that gifted sub. We appreciate you. Yeah, man, I I can't teach this yeah, here. What's your guys' preferences on taste, terps, gassy, fruity? And, and this is a thing where, like, the science behind the terp, that's there. Somebody was, uh, uh, Psych was asking about, do we get them tested for the terpenes? I usually go based on my nose. My nose usually knows. I'm like, oh, that's going on the sweet end, or that's on this, like, just on that. But if you're going to get into the commercial space, you absolutely want to get to the point where you know your terpene. So you can let them know what it is and be ahead of the game, in my opinion. I like the the fruity, citrusy, gassy type cultivars, mostly. Um, yeah, I could, I could tell. Yeah, how can you tell? Just based on the, the smoke that you had, like it seemed like because you kept it around. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's got one that you're gonna keep around and you bring it to us the first time we come there, I was like, oh yeah, it had that back end of a little fuel, the front end of a sweet little fruity, but it was very distinct. And that's what I've said before about like, why is there not weed that's out there that like, or why is there weed out there that isn't distinct, that stands apart? That's like, I remember smoking that. I'm not going to forget that one. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, everything should be that way. I want an experience with everything, whether I love the Terp, whether I love the flavonoid or not. I want to be like, damn, that was next fucking level. It just, I'm not going to smoke it all the time. Dubs that's kind of uh, what I, w- sorry, no, go ahead. sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I, I was just going to say I- Dubs had that five, five or Dubs five, five, five had the, uh, purple og number five or number three wasn't my terp at all but damn was it just such a unique strong terping like crazy and and that's what uh, that's what i was trying to say earlier when i meant like that there's it's so saturated already they're, like there's so many uh, uh strains out there that are just so much the same that i'm like there's no distinction and you kind of that's the word i was looking for you know distinct yeah. that's what i'm really looking for i just feel like that's lost now everything all just tastes the same um the majority of now the to finish the question was uh Gath, what's your favorite term? um I, I prefer them all i've got a pretty wide palette to be quite honest with you i don't go forward with my nose uh i go forward with my head i'm looking i'm looking for the high specifically it can be the best tasting it can be the the like and i like the armpits i like the foot especially when it's growing um 
but I want it to hit, man. I want it to hit, and I want it to hit hard. I want to drool slightly out of the left side of my mouth. I want it so I can't see. You know, I like I'm barely even function. That's the high I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> Got it. Yeah, narcotics. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, cool, cool. head forward, and then the nose. Yeah, I like that, man. I, I used to be that way. I used to party hardy as well, you know. But I feel like now I'm I'm very, very, very big on terpenes and flavonoids before I even get to the smoke like i know if i like it or not i'm like not my funk at all like I, if it translates that's the thing not always does it translate sometimes the terpene and the flavonoid don't match up it just it's weird and then now with all these hybrids like uh, uh the variety of the terpenes within that particular cultivar can vary so like one phenotype may be a little this way or before it's fully fully cured it doesn't bring out those specific uh characteristics so it's like Everything's a little different now, man. It's really crazy. I think that's why I like the the Karma Genetics Headbanger because it's very sour diesel Like that, it reminds me of a straight old school sour. So I like a maybe a more simple palette versus like the Runts is like real distinct, different. Like, whoa, what the fuck? I don't even know how to describe that to you. Like a sweet, uh, chemically, I don't even know what the fuck you call it. Nothing makes sense of what I say, but <laughs> it's very different. And that's where the advancement of all these new cultivars they're blending terpenes they're blending flavonoids they're blending things that weren't there before so you got to find what works for you because what's good for me may not be for you what gives me a, a uplifting euphoric feeling may make you lethargic so weird how that is man it's really really about that but mm -hmm. yeah I'm and don't get me wrong there's bad tastes like i there's yeah. bad tastes i i've had come across i've come across not a lot but i've come across bad tastes i'm like it was way too sweet way too sweet i'm like mm, um, you know sometimes you can almost have like a dessert that's too sugary and you're like oh that was good but ooh, that's and yeah. i can get that um but you know generally speaking yeah pretty i got a pretty wide palette pretty wide palette what about you guys in the chat what do you think i think the options were sweet gassy juicy what do you guys think too sweet yeah there's a and see there's so many out there too like um this lemon g again from franklin fields we got fucking well now 98 is straight to do a little R and D, little product sampling, but for the grill and chill over here in Michigan, two weeks—not this weekend, following weekend—we've um, got a hundred of these motherfuckers. Well, ninety-eight pre rolls, and the, the terpene on that shit is so unique and so distinct. Like it's as lemon as it gets. You know what I'm saying? Not for everybody. Like for me, I smoke a little bit. And I'm like, mm, you know, it's not really my cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? Just like I don't really love grape, the flavor, or smell of grape that much. Just not really into it. I like real grapes, but not artificial grape. As where someone else would be like, dude, this is the most grapey dank shit ever. Like, everybody's going to have their preference. I just hope that everybody gets a chance to have their preference and not just mild ass remediated bullshit weed that just like they get high from. You Which, know, if like, we're I not wanna, careful, that's where we're headed. Be. Yeah. If people, like I said, if us commercial growers or home growers fight the commercial growers and don't get into these spaces, it's going to be ran by these Chad Brad motherfuckers. Most of these Chad Brad guys will open up their pocketbook to you and say, please help me. I want to make a good business, I want to be good for the industry. Problem is some other douchebag little street hustler motherfucker gets with in money and try well, not even with money, just with a big mouth, tries to be a little Pablo Escobar motherfucker and do their thing. And now they're on the legal side and they're growing mids like they did in the streets. And so now we have this being our, our indicator of the market value. And this is the norm. And this is what people do. They all go to fucking California, wherever the start of the shit is, pay to do a tour, get a consultant to come give them the same set of, like it's crazy man so if we can get into it we can change it we can preserve quality weed and make sure everybody has it 
because we're the we're the vocal minority in terms of the cannabis community. We're, we're the growers. We we fight for our right. We you know we we've got a lot of things that we do, and we're major consumers because we buy a lot of shit and then we put it into the market, so to speak. So if we let these motherfuckers do it, they're gonna ruin it. You know, it's my opinion at least. Make terps great again. Make terps great again. And it depends on what your definition of quality is. Yeah, I think that's where I'd like yeah. it's an experience. I, there's going to be shit that I may not love, but like me and Trey are really stepping back away from just what we love. And like, what's the experience of this? This blueberry muffin that has been going around, but that Franklin Field had was fucking not my shit. Wink loved it, but man, was it just so unique. I'm like, that's as blueberry as it gets. Like this needs to stay in the market. If you're looking for a blueberry cultivar, that's the one. You know, if you're looking for a lemon, that's the one. If you're like, we need more of that shit instead of just like, yeah, you know, the back end's a little, it tastes like a, a sweet cake. Like, that's what everyone says when there's no flavor. It tastes like a frosting or like a, it's like, hmm. is that your wrap? It should stand out. It should be like, you got to search for that shit in your head. Like, hmm. It's like, what did you eat today? You know, I feel like that's that. I don't know, man. I want it to be an experience for everybody. It should be a good experience. Cannabis is too cool of a plant, too great of a thing for motherfuckers to just be like, what? I want you to be like, I remember that. That was crazy. Remember this one? Dude, like, best shit ever. Everyone should have that. Some people never get it. It can be. I feel bad for them. It can be. Yeah, I feel bad for them too, man. I do that every time I hit this bong, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, I can remember this. Man, I always forget it, man. Um, I do want to give a huge shout out. Uh, make sure that you go to uh, the From the Stash podcast Twitter account. From the Stash podcast has a Twitter officially. So don't miss a notification, guys. Okay. Wow, Steam, Steam Elements. Oh, you got it. I see. I was like, wow, got me good there. Stream Elements. Anyways, um, make sure you go over to the Twitter, hit the follow button, and, uh, and you won't miss any notifications. Anything that goes on with From the Stash, this is where you'll find out. You don't have to follow all, th well, you will, but you don't have to follow all three of us to get From the Stash information anymore, okay? You can get it from One Stop Shop, and that'll be in the Twitter account. So make sure you go and follow that From the Stash podcast over on Twitter. Now, of course, you can also go to the merch store down below. Uh, it's the Teespring. From the Stash podcast has got the version one no, Vir V2. Virgin Two. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Version Two V Two of the uh, of the FTS uh, podcast shirt. Make sure you go and check that out as well. Thank you to everybody that's already gone to do that. A lot of support. You guys are awesome. Um, I think that I think that does it, guys. Thank you so much for the love and support today. It was a hell of an episode. Thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to all the subs and the follows. We appreciate you. We will see you right back here, same place, same time next week uh, for another live stream. Hmm? That's it. Have Here a great we weekend, guys. Peace, Stay out, everyone. Peace.